Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm your host, Leslie Villaros, Vice President for Student Development and Dean of Students here at Gardner-Webb. The Dean's List is designed to focus on our students and the programs that they are leading, to celebrate their achievements, and to discuss topics that surround our students today. The students at Gardner-Webb are the heart and soul of the university, and I'm honored to be able to share these stories with you on the Dean's List each month. Today's episode will spotlight work that our students and the university are doing to support our diversity and inclusion initiatives. I will be joined by the vice president of our Black Student Association and one of our graduate resident directors. Later in the episode, you will hear from our director of diversity and inclusion who will discuss the strategic plan for the area to support students, faculty, and staff. Did you know that Gardner-Webb University now offers a Master of Public Administration degree that you can earn in as little as 10 months? That's right, the 10-month MPA is created specifically to meet the needs of active professionals. Offered in a fully online format and competitively priced, this program will prepare students for upper management positions in a variety of public and private sector fields. The purpose of the Gardner-Webb University Master of Public Administration program is to prepare students for a successful leadership role in local, state, federal, and nonprofit agencies. Gardner-Webb also offers a first responders grant to those who qualify. If you're currently working in a public or nonprofit service sector, you may want to check with your organization for possible financial support or grant options. The MPA-10 is a 36-semester-hour master's degree program, and courses are delivered in eight-week terms. This is becoming a very high-demand program, and class sizes are limited, so if you'd like to apply or get more information, just visit gardner-web.edu. Excited to be joined today by Jayla Middlebrook, senior um, majoring in marketing sports management and vice president of the Black Student Association, and Ty Hammer, who is one of our graduate hall directors for housing and residence education. So if we can um, first start off with, if you guys can just um, say hello, introduce yourselves, tell us um, anything that I didn't share with our listeners, like today's your birthday, Jayla, yes. right? <laughs> so so go ahead, Jayla. Yes, well, my name is Jayla Middlebrooks. Um, just to reiterate what yeah, DMV said, uh, I'm also a Gardner-Webb women's lacrosse player here, um, and I am a graduating senior of class of 2023, and, you know, I look forward to speaking with you guys. All right. Thank you. Ty. Um, I'm Ty Hamer. I'm a native of Goldsboro, North Carolina. I'm a graduate of Fayetteville State University with a Bachelor's of Science in Interdisciplinary Studies. I'm currently a graduate uh, student in the School of Divinity, um, majoring in, uh, well, getting my Master's of Divinity in Pastoral Studies. And yeah, as you said before, I'm a graduate resident director. So, well, awesome. Well, thank you guys. I'm excited um, that you're here to join us today. So, we'll we'll start with you, Jayla. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, the Black Student Association? Um, what's your mission? What do you do for the the student body? 
Yes, so Black Students Association is a club that's geared towards, you know, the black students on on campus. But, you know, I do want to put out there we are an inclusive club, so it's just not meant for just the black students. It's all students at Gardner-Webb University. We are open, and we do want everybody to feel comfortable um, participating in our events. Um, But mostly, you know, we want to make the black students, you know, coming to a PWI definitely feel comfortable and like and, and make sure their voices are heard, you know, being on campus. It kind of can be a misconception, you know, for black students. They may think they don't feel a part of the culture um, because, you know, black culture is a little bit different. But, you know, we just want everybody to feel accepted overall. Great. So in terms of that, can you share with us um some of the programs or events that yes. you all have done, whether that's in the past yes. or some of the things that you have coming up? Yes. Um, in the past, we have done a lot of cookouts um, and different things like that to bring students out and, you know, meet, get students to introduce themselves and meet other black students or other cultures on campus. We also hold host movie nights and game nights. And one of our biggest events that we have, that's literally it got started with BSA, our Debates. Oh, yeah. Our debate nights are some of our biggest nights because we debate about music. uh, We debate about different cultural topics. We can debate about sports. So kind of anything to give students that outlet outlet to get their opinion out there. And you never know what someone might say. So I definitely feel like our debate nights are our biggest thing. Cool. Tell me more about these debates. If I remember correctly, when I came to Gardner-Webb, um, it's been two years now. That was kind of my first interaction, but I think we were still kind of in COVID yes. world then. So I think it was just online, yes. um, but it was fascinating discussion. But tell me more. So is that in person now? Yeah. Who's doing the debates? Who's yes. leading them? So our debates are in person, you know, uh, now that COVID has kind of simmered down a little bit. Uh, and so for the debates, we, we pretty much get a panel. So the panel consists of the students um, who want to participate. Um, the club members, we come up with the topics beforehand. So we have numerous topics. It could be our overall topic for today could be music. So it can say how does music, you know, may affl- affect the black culture or why does this artist get viewed a certain way over this artist or why does this music sell different from this genre of, right. of music. So it's definitely just to get people opinions out there, but also just to see what other people may think because that also can stir up other co- right. uh, other conversations right. and different things that need to be had amongst the black community and, and amongst other cultures on campus. Right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, go to the next debate. <laughs> yes. So that'll be good. Ty, let's move to you for a moment. So okay. I know we talked about you are a graduate resident director in and itself. Um, has its challenges, right? Yes, um, yes. You are responsible for two of our residence halls, and so a piece of that is overseeing resident assistance and staffing, um, but also programming. So um, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about some of the needs you've seen for programming in your residence halls and some of the things that you have done. Okay. Well, uh, that's a very good question. So um, some of the things that I've seen um, as of last semester um, was a for the communities uh, to have a Bible study initiative um, within their halls. Um, they started out doing that uh, with the campus Christian uh, organizations. Right. However, um, 
some of the guys in one of the halls actually have started a uh, grassroots um, Bible study initiative. So it's in the hall. It's for the students. Um, and uh, I wanted to also just bridge that gap um, between myself and the students. So I've been attending those things as well. Um, I started out wanting to do an initiative. It didn't pan out as much as I wanted to do. Um, but the guys actually put it all together. They did it themselves and right. then invited me to it. Oh, cool. Um, so it's um, it's really a communal type aspect. It's their, it's their ideas and their wants, and I try my best to supply them with the opportunities. Also, uh, the fall, I was thinking about doing a uh, more of a community service cleanup around the uh, halls mm-hmm. uh, within those two communities. Um, but we, have, we never could have set down a date or anything like that. But those are things that uh, I kind of saw within the hall itself mm-hmm. that it's their home. Yes. So, oh, absolutely. And because it's their home, they have to learn how to take care of their home, not just inside their room, but around their space right. as well. So, yeah, those are just a few, like, initiatives that I wanted to get implemented. But because programming itself has to go before my own GRD initiatives, we've we've done programs for mental health, uh, popping problems, where we actually got our guys. um, There's, uh, I think this thing that's going around on campus where you actually get plates and you write down on Mm -hmm. on the plates and you break them. Um, We actually uh, kind of took that idea, but instead of using plates, we used balloons and just wrote down those problems and those issues huh. those the stress the stressfulness of life um, wrote that down and then it was on a rainy night um, that oh. we actually <laughs> went outside under the under the uh, parts of uh, the dorm and actually just popped them and had pizza and things mm-hmm. of that sort and kind of talked about those stress relievers and things of that sort and provided educational opportunities um, and then also hosting things like football game watch parties that's something that we've kind of done just to get the guys together and not just get them together but get them to know each other across halls Um, because you can know the people that are in your specific hall but I'm over two Um, so it's best for the guys to get to know each other across the halls Um, and they're both freshman dorms right right yeah well, and I liked what you said um, earlier about um, this is their home and they have to learn how to live in a community. And, you know, part of that is learning to, to live with people that are from different backgrounds, um, that come from different experiences. And I think that's one of the greatest things about a college experience. But real quickly, we just want to talk about, I know that you had a part in... Um, the um, Martin Luther King Jr. celebration yes. that Lawrence Princeton put on. Um, Ty has a wonderful voice, everyone. <laughs> Open mic night. I keep telling him that, you know. I don't know about um, that. Which um, he, he shared with us. But um, if you can just share um, with us what it felt like to be a part of that celebration and um, yeah. some things that, that you're going to um, work with Lawrence on in the future. Yeah. I kind of wanted to. He asked for volunteers, and I wanted to be actually being part a part of it because ever since elementary school, Dr. King has been a school of philosophy for me, especially growing up in the Black Church, and then joining uh, the ministry at seventeen. Um, I studied under the strategies and the sermons and the teachings of Dr. King. So, really talking about community and how Dr. King as a leader 
you know, wanted to rely heavily on his community, um, not just uh, the community hi- uh, highly relating or depending on him. Um, so I, of course, had that. I thought about it and I said, OK, what is something that people don't know and how he related to community and how his story about relating to community can actually help us today where leaders don't feel as if they have to be up on a pedestal as, at times, even though the stress of being a leader is very hard. Um, but they can also see that their community is a place of safe, uh, safe space, um, a safe haven. Um, I played a video where we have Dr. King and Mahalia Jackson um, in church uh, as he's speaking and she's singing and you can see the smile on his face that radiated um, like the whole video. And then, of course, I played a, um, a thing of where he, there's a depiction of him and Mahalia Jackson's relationship where he'll call upon her uh, when times get troubled and she will just sing to him as she has the voice of God. So I I did a little rendition of Precious Lord, but I'm not going to do it here. Oh, oh, I was kind of hoping you were going to go there, Ty. I'm not going to do it here. But, Another uh, time. <laughs> maybe open mic. I don't yes, know. I love I it. Know. Love it. Um, but yeah, it was, but the idea was really to show about, talk about community and how the ups and downs community will always and should always be around. And things that you know, going on in the future, Black History Month is coming up. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, talking about the influence of and the effect of the black church, mm-hmm. um, that the black church has been a invisible, invisible institution for um, African-American culture since uh, enslavement and then also past enslavement uh, since Reconstruction as well. So the the idea that how faith and spirituality actually builds up a culture um, mm. that is lasting um, and has been lasting for 400 years, that's something that I really want to be a part of. And um, we might do something like that for Black History Month. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing more about that. Jayla, let's uh, close out with you. So you are a senior. <laughs> yes. Yay. Graduating your final semester here at Gardner-Webb. So you have a lot of wisdom and experience. Um, what would you say to a new student coming into Gardner-Webb um, that may kind of going back to what you said, um, maybe, you know, scared or feel like that there are people here that um, can't relate to them. What would you say to them to help them feel acclimated? And how would you point them in the right direction of getting involved on campus? Yes, I, I like what you said about getting involved. Mm-hmm. I feel like getting involved is what helps you not only, you know, reach your people, but it's also how you connect with others. Right. And sometimes to make yourself feel comfortable, you have to get in an uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. And that's what I had to learn how to do. Um, <clears throat> and um, definitely being okay with starting different organizations or starting different events. Sometimes you have to be a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it happens very slowly, especially if you're not on a sports team. Right. You know, but... You know, be ready to step out there, step into the step out there into the world, um, break free from, you know, different mentalities that may be holding you down from seeing what's out there. And that's both for, you know, the black community or different cultures, you know, and be accepting of who you are, because for other people to accept you, you have to accept who you are and know who you are and be okay with that. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Jayla, thank you for your time today and thank you for your leadership. We're proud of you and we're excited to watch you on the field. Sentai, thank you for for being with us today and thank you for your leadership in the residence halls and we look forward to, to hearing more from you. Sounds good. So when we come back, we will be joined by Lawrence Sprinson, who is our Director of Diversity and Inclusion, and he will join us to discuss more about some of the initiatives that are being planned to support our campus community. Gardner-Webb University and the town of Boiling Springs, North Carolina, are taking over Main Street on Saturday, April 22nd for Webstock 23. From 1 to 10 p.m., you can catch live music, Check out local artisans, engage with street vendors, enjoy local food and beverage, and even bring children to the kids zone. Music will be provided by Chatham County Line, Cassette Rewind, The Phoebe's Band, 96-ish, and Rutherford County Line. Again, mark your calendars for Webstock 23 on April 22nd from 1 to 10 p.m. on Main Street, Boiling Springs, and the Gardner-Webb University campus. For more information, visit gardner-webb.edu forward slash Webstock. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I am joined now by Lawrence Brinson, our Director of Diversity and Inclusion here at Gardner-Webb. Lawrence began his role here at Gardner-Webb in April of 2022 and has over 15 years of experience working in the field of diversity and inclusion. And we are very grateful to have him and his leadership. So Lawrence, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so let's start with going back to um, some of the experience that you've had. Can you talk to us a little bit more about your story working in diversity and inclusion and how it led you to Gardner-Webb? Oh, absolutely. Um, for me, diversity and inclusion really started um, pretty much all my life. It's been a lived experience for me. Right. Um, prior to coming to Gardner-Webb, I've done some work in higher ed as well as with local school districts to just kind of talk about some gaps that existed when it came to diversity, equity, and inclusion for um, just in the field of education in general and also working with the Housing Authority and the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And um, through those roles, that allowed me to get a perspective on um, true diversity and inclusion and what it really means. Wonderful. So since coming to Gardner-Webb, I know that you've spent a lot of time um, creating a strategic plan for what diversity, equity, and inclusion looks like. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that plan, um, how you came to some of those findings? I'd love to hear more about the focus groups that you did as well. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit of background. Um, you know, just understanding what diversity, equity, and inclusion is. You know, for me, when I think about diversity, I think about all the perspectives that a person can bring. You know, it's not just things that we can see, but also um, thoughts and ideas that people may have and how we bring those to the forefront. And also when we talk about equity, it's more about removing barriers. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some barriers that exist, and you have to remove barriers to help people to fully participate in the activities that we have. And again, the um, um, inclusion, of course, you want to create an environment where people feel like they're included and um, can get to the equity part of participating. And then that last part where we talk about belonging, you know, um, sometimes people get a sense of, and a couple of the guests mentioned earlier, talking about, do I belong? You know, some people experience that imposter syndrome. Yes. Where, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially first generation students who, who 
have not had the opportunity or had people to lean on yes. as to how to uh, navigate higher ed. And uh, so being able to help people navigate. And so um, a part of that led to the focus groups mm-hmm. and having those discussions. And um, pretty much from the focus groups, um, most people feel that Gardner Webb is a welcoming place. Wonderful. Um, so uh, that wasn't necessarily an issue. But what's come up is just the difference um, when you think about the typical college student. Right. 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 You know, a lot of times we look at the typical college student, let's say 17 to 22. That's not the demographic anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at um, people in college now who essentially are maybe second career or maybe first generation or maybe um, have dependents or are dependents or here on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about military veterans, right? Right, right. <laughs> and, and right. so um, that's just a big issue. You have people who are working full-time, uh, people are coming here part time, and um, some people who are on a two year plan, four year plan, or even six year plan. <laughs> <laughs> I know several of those, right? So, uh, just trying to find a way to incorporate some of that, um, you know, and thinking about the sense of belonging and um, how do we make um, access yes. for um, our students who attend Gardner Webb and um, just making things available for them. Uh, I will tell you some of the things uh, that came up was um, time, for example. And when Mm -hmm. I say time, talking about um, the ability to take online classes Mm. versus the in-person classes Mm -hmm. and also being able to take classes at night. Right, (laughs) right. Uh, Some people work, so their schedule may be a little bit different. Um, Also, just... Talking to some students, for example, um, issues with student athletes. Student mm-hmm. athletes, for example, will come up. Uh, do people appreciate me for who I am rather than just being an athlete? Right. You know, there's more to me than just the football player right. or the basketball Absolutely. player. Uh, so, you know, are people willing to accept me for who I am, my whole self? You mm-hmm. know, and so that's just a part of it. And some of the activities have been designed around that. Great. Well, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I know you um, were really intentional with your focus groups last spring and met with different populations of our community and took that information and began to plan. So can you talk a little bit about um, what are some of those things that you've started and what are some things that you're going to be doing to come? Well, one of the first things that started right after the focus group was the diversity dialogue. Right. So the diversity dialogues are conversations that we have every other week. Um, we're getting ready to switch locations uh, to the third floor upstairs. But those diversity dialogues discuss things like microaggressions, um, bias, um, racism, social justice, things of that nature. So uh, we have the diversity dialogues. And also with that one of the things is trying to collect more data mm-hmm. because you want to make sure that the activities that we provide are meeting the need. Absolutely. And so um, using data or trying to find data to make sure we solidify the strategic plan uh, moving forward here at Gardner Webb. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit more about what's to come perhaps for um, Black History Month, Women's History Month. Oh, yeah. 
absolutely. For for Black History Month, we have a couple of things on the agenda. Ty just mentioned one of the all things right, that we discussed. Is it Ty singing? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, one of the things we, we talked about discussing the history of the Black Church. Yes, so that's absolutely. Be one of the events. Also, we have diversity dialogues coming up uh, each Monday for Great. Black History Month. So one of the ones will be discussing uh, black males. Um, we have one for our young ladies. Um, and then we also have one, he said, she said, we're okay. going to talk about. And then we'll have a fourth one that talks about hair discrimination. It will be My Head, My Crown. Wonderful. Which we'll talk about um, hairstyles and the importance of hairstyles and um, how it impacts um, people when it comes to discrimination in the workplace right. as well in um, educational environments. We're also looking at doing a justice jog. Okay. Um, towards the middle of the month. And along with that, February 11th, so we're going to um, do something in February for National Inventors Day, okay. which is February 11th. However, either the 9th or the 10th, we'll be discussing um, <clears throat> black inventors for those days. Right. Um, for Wonderful. Uh, that. Women's History Month, some things coming up. We're going to have um, some ideas. One of the ideas is to have a couple of panels, and also we'll have people writing letters to people who they most admire, especially women who have um, had an impact on Wonderful. Um, um, lives of our students. Wonderful. So we'll be doing those things. And April is Diversity Month, so we'll have some um, breakouts with uh, diversity and inclusion. Right. Well, Lawrence, what, um, how, how can we share with a student or a faculty or a staff member um, that's listening um, on how they can get involved um, with some of the great initiatives that you're talking about or come to you with suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. You can come to me. You can email me at lbrinson at Gardner-Webb or you can come upstairs to the third floor of uh, Gardner-Webb. And also we have Instagram. So you can also inbox me at the Instagram, which is GWU Diversity. Also, um, Brinson Lawrence at uh, Twitter. So you can uh, send a message to me through, through Twitter that way. And I'm around. I'm around. Usually, I'm. I'm. In afternoons, I'll head to the library or I'll be in the cafeteria. Wonderful. Usually between two and three, around that time. So um, I'm accessible. So anytime you want to see me, just stop by. Send me a message. Well, great. Well, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you for the good work that you continue to do for our students, faculty, and staff. And um, I'm looking forward to um, seeing some of the great initiatives that you've been talking about um, come to fruition. So I'm um, excited to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to the Dean's List this month. I'm your host, Leslie Villaros, Vice President and Dean of Students. I hope that you will join us for our next episode, which will feature other ways that our students are making a difference at Gardner-Webb and the community.